Oh, my God. What a show. Oh, what a throat. Yes, as you can tell, I have a bit of a uh, cold happening, a bit of a, a bad throat. But hang in there if you can if you can get through my gravelly, sexy voice. I promise you, this podcast uh, will help kick off your summer. I mean, this is uh, I'm going to be talking about a crazy, crazy Hollywood Hills Playboy Mansion like party that I went to with with my buddy Tom Green and uh, all kinds of crazy things. Maybe one of the wackiest uh, things I've ever done in my life and uh well probably not but you know it's a good good uh adventure and uh you want to check that out and we're going to be talking about uh do you like Bruce Lee I guess they've opened a Bruce Lee theme park in China we got to talk about good old Bruce Lee and then speaking of my raspy voice do you know anyone who has a smoker's cough not from a cold, but from smoking cigarettes. Pretty disgusting. Like, more disgusting than what you're hearing in my voice right now. But as disgusting and awful as it gets, I promise you'll have a beautiful, delicious, wonderful time right here on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You are causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? <laughs> I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. Hey, it's Harlan Williams on the Harlan Highway. I just finished reading an article that apparently China is opening a Bruce Lee theme park. A Bruce Lee theme park. Now that's got to be dangerous. I mean, right at the front entrance. The guy taking the tickets... Hi, take your ticket, please. You go to hand them the tickets. You get drop kicked right in the face. You go to uh, buy some cotton candy at one of the little snack stands. Hi, could I have some cotton candy, please? Just get your ass kicked. I don't know. What kind of rides do they have at a Bruce Lee theme park? Hey, kids, uh, you want to go on the roller coaster? No, let's go on the karate start of the forehead ride. (laughs) Hey, how was the ride, man? Not bad. I got three broken bones, a cracked vertebrae, and my throat got punched in. Oh, that's that nunchuck ride. I love that, man. Bruce Lee theme park. What's next? Charles Manson World? Jackie Chan's House of Pancakes? Yeah, bring me some uh, chocolate chip flapjacks. Ow! I didn't mean right in the face, man. Ah, theme parks, parties. 
get-togethers, barbecues, movies. We're human beings. We need to be entertained, don't we? We we need to, to go and ride roller coasters and jump on log rides and smash each other's spines with bumper cars. We have to build uh, bouncy castles for our kids. You know, we we love it. So let me tell you about a party I attended here in good old Hollyweird, okay? Uh, it's summertime, it's party time, and uh, a buddy of mine called me up. He says, hey, man, you want to go to a party at the Playboy Mansion? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll go. <laughs> Notice the resistance in my voice. Um, not that I love it up there, but, um, you know, it's a fun time. What can I say? Um, so it, it turns out it's not necessarily the Playboy Mansion, he finds out, after I agree. But it's it's another mansion in the hills, the Beverly Hills, and it's just like the Playboy Mansion, and it's going to be wild. So I'm like, what the hell, man? It's summer. I've been working hard all year. I deserve a good party, okay? So I sign off. This is about, you know, two, two and a half, three weeks out this guy invited me, okay? And then... Uh, Sure enough, like uh, two weeks later, my buddy Tom Green goes, Hey, Jerry, you want to go to a party? And I go, Sure, where? He goes, Up at this mansion, the Candyland party. I go, Wait a minute, the Candyland party? I've already been invited to that, dude. He's like, Oh, wow, okay. Well, I'll meet you up there. And I'm like, Cool. So now I got a buddy up there. And here's how it works. It's it's one of these really strict parties, which I didn't know about. I just thought it was a party, but it's a strict party where you're on a special list. And here's how it works. My buddy picks me up in Hollyweird. We drive over to uh, Westwood, which is, you know, over by Beverly Hills. We park the car in this giant underground garage. We walk through the underground garage. And there's a bunch of tables set up with letters. And what you have to do is you have to get in the line with the letter that corresponds with your last name. I'm like, wow, okay. So here we are in the underground garage. I get in the line. I get my uh, get, get up there. Lady asked to see my driver's license. I'm like, okay, I never had to give my driver's license to go to a party. What is it, a driving party is it a go-kart party is it a dmv party department of motor vehicles i don't know so i get up there and they give me a wristband and they lock it in it's like one of these ones it's the elaborate one where you have to push it through a flap and then bend it back and then put it on a clip it was like geez fancy uh armband here what am i five um so then we, we walk through the garage, and there's these two big security guys in black tuxedos. Let me see your wristband. Beep, 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 beep. All right, go ahead, man. You know, they scan our wristband, okay? So we go up some stairs. Now we're out on the sidewalk, 
and there's shuttle buses, okay? Giant shuttle buses, like like those airport shuttle buses. And I guess this was some kind of party where they duped the girls and they said, hey, girls, the only way you can get into this party is if you're pretty much half naked, all right? You got to be wearing a thong. You got to be wearing a bikini. You got to be pretty much wearing next to nothing. And all the girls went for it. So now I'm in this long line with my buddy, my buddy Court. We're, we're get loading into the sh- shuttle and just a lineup of girls in next to nothing. Like, this could be a fun party. So we get in this shuttle. The shuttle winds through the hills of Beverly Hills. We pull into this giant mansion. We get out of the shuttle. There's another guy. Let me see your wristband. Beep, 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 beep. And this, by this time, this was like the fifth time we had done it. When we had to get on the shuttle, beep, 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 beep. It was crazy, right? So we get dropped off. Here we are at this mansion, and it was a mansion, dudes. I mean, this thing, oh, my God. I don't even know how someone could live there. It was, just, it was, it was like it was bigger than a nice, fancy hotel. It was crazy. We get off the shuttle, and it's just going off, man. There is music and a DJ, and half of it's outside and half of it's inside, and girls and next to nothing, and people wandering around, and free bar, and it was crazy. So we're wandering around, and there he is. I bump into Tom Green. I'm like, hey, buddy. So we hung out together the whole night. We didn't even leave each other's side. And then all of a sudden, Crispin Glover walks up. All right? You know the George McFly? You leave her alone, Beth. You know that guy from Back to the Future? George McFly? Suddenly that guy's there standing standing with us, eating a little, some sherbet or something. George, help me. Just turn around, McFly, and walk away. Are you deaf, McFly? Close the door and beat it. No, Biff. You leave her alone. You know, there's a girl walking by us with her breasts hanging out. There's a girl in front of us with a pair of painted-on painted on uh, shorts. And when I say painted on, not to be rude, but I could see her whole, you know what, her whole Bermuda Triangle was, was you can't hide that with a layer of, of acrylic paint. And we were just kind of, good God, I'm standing there with Tom Green on one side, George McFly on the other. He's eating, you know, mango sherbet. And I got some hottie with her Bermuda Triangle staring at us. Music playing, laser lights. And to put it in perspective, there had to be probably like, I don't know, I'd say maybe 2,000 people in this thing. A thousand at least. I mean, it was a giant mansion with the with the gardens and the topiary plants and oh, it, it was it was crazy. 
And so I'm having a good time, and then we then we bump into Bill Maher. And listen to me name drop him, but I, I, I find it exciting when you bump into uh, people, you know, celebs at these things. And I know Bill Maher. I used to do his, uh, his show Politically Incorrect. I did that thing back in the day like a hundred times. So we stopped and shot the breeze with Bill Maher. And, uh, and then we had a few beers, and all of a sudden the silliness starts. I made the mistake of saying out loud to some beautiful girls that were talking to us. I said, hey, girls, do you like the Olive Garden? And they're like, ooh, I don't know. And I said, well, listen. Me and Tom Green have just opened an Olive Garden in Hollywood. All-you-can-eat garlic bread Wednesday nights. Come on down. And they were actually, one of them even pulled out their phone and was like, okay, give me the address. Well, you saw a big grin creep across Tom Green's face, and we'd kind of found our topic for the night. And so no word of a lie, for the next, like, three hours, we wandered around this party talking to beautiful women, convincing them we had a Olive Garden franchise that just opened, and Wednesdays were the crazy all-you-could-eat garlic stick night. And on top of that, we're riding a bit of a beer buzz, and we're, we're doing our best improv, and we're staying focused doing our best to convince anyone who would talk to us that we've opened an olive garden. And needless to say, we had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We, we, this went on for hours. Okay? And then it was time to leave. The, the giant mansion and the half-nude girls and the free booze and the George McFlies. Leave her alone, Beth. You get your hands off her, Beth. Um, and getting out of there was not as easy, okay? Suddenly, everyone wanted to leave at once, 1,000, 2,000 people. So everyone rushed to where the shuttles were coming in, and suddenly it was reminiscent of, you know, when these kids get crushed to death at concerts. Everyone was pushing up against where the shuttles were coming, and you got a whole line of giant meat-headed security guys in black tuxedos. They're yelling, everybody get back! Get the fuck back! Their veins are popping out of their bald heads. They're pushing people. Girls are screaming. People are getting pushed around. And at this point, we're kind of near the back of this mob, and we're like, we're moving about a foot a second. Because remember, these shuttles are like the airport shuttles. They only take about, you know, 30 people at a time, maybe 40. When you've got a mob of 1,000, 2,000 people, that's a slow process. So we're standing back in this mob. We're still convincing people to come to our Olive Garden, and we're not making any progress. And then... What might have been the biggest stroke of brilliance or maybe the meanest thing I've ever done, but I think it was just fun. Out of the shadows, out of the, the, through the, through the throngs of drunken people, through the shouts and the screams, emerges a kid in a wheelchair. 
a kid that comes to my shows a lot, a kid that's a huge fan, and this kid lights up and he's like, hey, Arlen, how you doing? Here's my phone. Give me your contact information. I love you. And I said, hey, man, how you doing, little buddy? We, I remember you were at my show in California a couple of months ago. And uh, great to see you. Nice to see you out at this party. He's like, yeah, that's great. I gotta get to the. I gotta get to the road. I gotta get to the sidewalk and get my ride. I go. Are, are you in one of these shuttles? He goes, no. I got a private car. And I went, ding. Here we go. I just found my ticket through this giant mob. And I'm gonna be performing a good deed. I grabbed the handles of his wheelchair and I was like, buddy. Let's get you to the sidewalk. So here we go. Tom Green, Court. A couple of girls that latched onto us. I turned around and their eyes lit up with half shock and horror. Like, oh no, Harlan, you're, you're not about to do what you're about to do. And the other half was, oh my God, I think Harlan might be a genius. And keep in mind, this was all kind of in fun. And I was helping the kid, but at the same time, I had kind of this crafty look on my face like, all right, we're in desperation mode. This crippled kid's going to get us to the shuttle. So here I am. I got this kid. He's got one of these real fancy wheelchairs. He's got his little baseball hat on. Nice kid, full of life, smiling. I can't remember his name. And I start pushing. And I'm like, come on, gang, let's go. Let's go, here we go now. Come on, folks. Come on now, here we go. Coming through, guys. People turned around. And I don't know if you ever saw the Ten Commandments, okay, with Charlton Heston. But there's a big scene at the end of the movie where Charlton Heston is Moses. And he leads thousands and thousands and millions of slaves to the Red Sea. They're being chased by the Egyptian pharaoh, Ramses, who wants to slaughter them. And they're running through the desert and they're defying nature. And finally they get to the Red Sea and they've gone as far as they can go. They're going to be killed. And Moses, with the power of God instilled in him, waves his staff over the Red Sea, and the waves part. The Red Sea splits. It actually splits in two, water moving to each side, and all the slaves of Moses wade right through the middle of the ocean. The Lord of hosts will do battle for us. Behold his mighty hand. And as quickly as they wade through, the water crashes in behind them and drowns all the Egyptians chasing them in their chariots. God opens the sea with the blast of his nostrils. So what I'm saying is, I was Moses, and this kid in the wheelchair was my staff, and I waved it, and we pushed right through that line, man. Like the, like the slaves going through the Red Sea. Moses, or Harland, who now owned an imaginary olive garden in Hollywood, 
was parting the sea of drunken humans. Lead them through the midst of the waters. His will be done. He opens the waters before them. Let us go from this place. Man cannot fight against a god. Better to die in battle with a god than live in shame. All the while reminding them about free garlic bread Wednesday breadstick night. Tom Green in the back for support. Yeah, don't forget, free breadstick night and sizzle shrimp Tuesdays. And so here's Court and here's Tom and here's these two girls following him behind like my Egyptian slaves and people yelling and even the big bouncers with the veiny heads were getting in and they, they saw my dilemma. They heard me yelling. They saw the little kid with the twisted baseball hat all crippled up in his chair and they came running with their you know their little flashlights and they're waving us through come on it's like they're landing a jet and I'll be darned if me and little tiny Tim didn't get right through to the front of that shuttle line in record time so two functions were served there one I helped a little crippled guy, okay? Weren't we all raised to help the old lady across the street? Yes. I did that. Two, did he in turn help me get through throngs of wild party animals and expedite my mission to the shuttle van? Yes. Did I feel good that I helped this little crippled guy get to where he needed to go? Yes, half my smile was a smile of fulfillment. One of my eyes, one of my eyes was twinkling with gratification at my good deed. Was the other side of my smile a mischievous grin where I was like I just pulled off the best caper in the world and a devious little squint in my eye where I'm like There's no effing way you just used a crippled kid in a wheelchair as a decoy, you son of a bitch. Well, let's just say it all happened. (laughs) And everyone came out unscathed. And it all worked out. That is until we got on the shuttle. Okay? So if anyone out here is thinking, Harlan, you son of a bitch. You used a cripple kid to get through the crowd. How dare you? Well, karma is karma. We get on this shuttle bus. It smelled like someone took a dump and then puked on top of their dump. (laughs) Everyone who walked in that shuttle put their hand over their mouth like they had just walked into a, a, you know, like a mass grave. And it was wretched. It was rank. Some stupid drunk probably puked or pooed their pants or whatever. So I plopped down in the front seat by the window. Someone else sat down beside me. Tom Tom and Cork got in a little after me. They had to go to the back of the shuttle. And we're halfway back to that underground garage, and I'm like, we made it. Yes, I had to use a crippled boy to get us out. But we made it. And then as we were sitting there, I brushed the side of my pant leg. 
and I felt something gooey. I looked down at my leg. I looked down at my hand. There was some orange, brownish, spongy, liquidy substance on my hand and on my pant leg what looked like a Merry Calendar's or a Denny's slice of meatloaf on the side of my leg. I couldn't even examine it. I caught a glimpse of it and quickly snapped my head away. As if you were a guy who was looking at a hot girl and the tough boyfriend caught you looking and you just snap your head away. You're like, oh my God, I hope he didn't see me. I hope he didn't see me. That's how repulsed I was. I realized that horrible stink on that shuttle must have been dropped right in my seat up against the wall of the shuttle and I had been resting my leg on it for half the ride. Oh my God. I'm sitting there going, dear Lord, I'm sorry I used a crippled boy to help us get through the crowd. I understand you're paying me back with this Denny's meatloaf on my leg. I deserve it, Lord. I will never do what I did again. And as the van pulled up and we were about to get out and our party was over, from the back of the shuttle I heard Tom Green yell, Don't forget! All you can eat! Garlic breadstick night at Harlan and I's new Olive Garden in Hollywood! (laughs) Yeah. How about that? That smoker's cough. Hmm? Oh, not the worst. People who smoke and then they start coughing. Can almost picture their black lungs and all the gunk coming up. It's like watching like guys tar a road in the middle of the summer, just shoveling all that black crap onto the ground. Then you get a coffer. It's never just a quick cough, right? Like when you got a cold. When you get a cold, it's like <coughs> excuse me, excuse me, I'm sorry. <coughs> Coffer's got that long, like, nine-minute cough, man. God, it sounds like someone's starting up their tractor in the morning, man. Doesn't it? Sound like some old dirty farmer trying to get his John Deere to turn over? They start shaking, and their fingers are trembling. You know there's stuff coming up. Then they got a mouthful, it's like... Turkish toffee or something. They hork it onto the ground and it sticks there like a jellyfish. You want to go over and help them, but before you can get there, they light up another cigarette. Oh, yeah, I don't need Vicks, cough drops, or vapor rub. I need another cigarette. Good lord, it sounds like a walrus making a mating call, doesn't it? Wouldn't you love to see a walrus come flying down the street? Some guy's coughing up a lung. Here comes a walrus. 
<laughs> and you know the smoker can't run away because he's got black lung, man. He doesn't have the, the wind. Put your smokes out, people, before you get walrus love all over you. Here on the <laughs> Harlan Highway. <coughs> Yeah, I figured that'd be a good topic to end on, that smoker's hack. Because as you can tell by listening to me, my voice, I have a bit of a hack, a bit of a cold. I don't smoke, but (coughs) you'd never know. Did you hear that? To be honest, I think I got this thing from all the yelling and screaming I was doing at that damn Candyland party. Okay? Um... You know, and it was outside, and it was got a little cold at night, and, you know, you just out too long. So anyways, there you go. We ended on some walrus-loving smoking stuff. Uh, let's do some announcements, and I'm going to go get some NyQuil or something or swallow a, you know, a can of Raid or something, spray my throat. What's going on? Uh, Let's see. July 21st. Saturday night, July 21st. I'm going to be doing stand-up comedy in Hollywood at a really cool jazz bar called The Mint. M-I-N-T. It's awesome. It's a really slick place. Uh, They don't traditionally do stand-up there, but we're doing a special night of stand-up and... uh, I think you'll really like it if you're uh, if you're in town. Come and uh, check it out. That'll be Saturday, July 21st at the Mint on Pico Boulevard in Los Angeles. Uh, really cool joint. So even if you don't like my stand-up, you'll like the place. Let's hope my voice is better by then. The only good news about my voice is I'll keep my damn announcement short. Don't forget, you can call me at 323 323- Seven three nine four three three zero, or you can write me at harlanwilliams.com. Don't forget, uh, we have the web store there. You can pick up your Harlan Williams merch and uh, check out the comedy schedule while you're there. All kinds of great comedy shows across the country coming up in the fall. Uh, don't forget to visit me at Harlan Williams at Twitter, uh, official Harlan Williams Facebook, and the Harlan Williams YouTube channel where we have all kinds of cool videos. And uh, that's it, gang. I'm going to go find myself a walrus, cuddle up, and uh, drink a can of antifreeze. So I hope you had a great time here on the Harlan Highway. We'll see you at the Olive Garden. Well, I'll be ordering a great big bowl of chicken chow mein, baby. Ah. Card opens his sleeve with the blast of his nostrils. 